Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sib Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar. And today with me, I am joined by our good friend, Ethan Heiss. Welcome back, Ethan. What's up, y'all? Good to be back. A little sooner than expected. Yeah, so we're hoping we could do one of these. This is going to be a short and quick episode today, kind of recapping what happened in the Wild Card series of the past two days and giving you guys a little preview of what's going to happen in this next upcoming week versus the New York Stankies. We are missing Jack today, and we will miss him, but he's off and busy, and we just wanted to get something out quick for you guys before this series starts. So without further ado, we have a little wild card review here for you guys. So if you didn't watch, if you did watch, you would know. The Guardians swept the Rays 2 to nothing. There was one person in our last show that predicted that the Guardians would sweep the Rays, and that was Jack. Ethan and I both said 2-1. to one. Our good friend Andy Sachs also said that there would be a sweep. I saw him at Outer Inn on Thursday night and told me that there was going to be a sweep, so kudos to Andy. But the Guardians didn't do it in the easiest fashion. Yesterday, they won 2-1 off of a clutch home run from Jose Ramirez, and today, in a 15-inning affair, they won on a walk-off home run by Oscar Gonzalez. Yeah, I think this series pretty much went as expected. I guess we didn't get our predictions right, but I think we both said that, and Jack too, that this was going to be a series that really revolves around pitching. And those starters, man, did they shove. Shane Bieber, seven and two-thirds, eight strikeouts, only allowing three hits and one earned run. And then talk about Tristan McKenzie. Six innings of shutout ball today with eight strikeouts. And the bullpen got it done too, so that was just absolutely insane to see. Yeah, it was awesome. Just absolute pitching dominance, even from the Rays too, Ethan. They just had some absolute beauties on the mound, striking out the Tribe like it was nothing. And the Guardians aren't a team that strike out a lot. Today they did, but there's an exception. I didn't want to bring up one person, though, that does kind of concern me or has concerned me with some hitting struggles, and that is Stephen Kwan, who is the leadoff hitter for the Guardians. And in this series, he was 0 for 9. He was swinging at pitches outside of the zone and striking out. That's stuff that, you know, he's usually not doing. Obviously, today, too, a lot of guys were bad, like Ahmed Rosario and Jose Ramirez and Andres Jimenez. But the one person I did want to bring up was Quan because those guys did have hits yesterday and Quan didn't. Yeah, I really think that it's just a small sample size issue here. Nine at-bats, ten plate appearances, only getting on base once. That's not really a ton to work with. And like you said, some of the other guys struggled against this Rays staff that was just really, really good. Andres Jimenez struck out five times today, and no one's pulling the panic alarm for him. It's just that guys like Glasnow, McClanahan, Clevenger, they they really got the job done. I mean, the Rays had 19 strikeouts today. That's insane, especially against us as a team who had one of the lowest strikeout percentages in the MLB. Yeah, yeah, and it also could be nerves for a rookie in his first playoff series, but a lot of these other guys are young too. Plus, the Guardians will be facing an even better pitching rotation and staff coming with this next series. That's the perfect jump into our preview for the ALDS This is a best-of-five series versus the New York Yankees, starting on Tuesday. The first two games would be in New York City. The second two would be in Cleveland if it goes to four games. And the last game would be back in New York City if it goes to five games. 
Yeah, I think this is an interesting series. The Yankees were obviously one of the teams before the All-Star break and have since cooled off a lot, not even reaching 100 wins when I think they were on pace or had the fastest to 80 wins in recent history. It's pretty interesting, too, because this is kind of a team that's had our number in the past. We lost to them in the playoffs in 2020, and despite going up 2-0 in 2017, they also knocked us out of the ALDS. Yeah, this is a team that kind of haunts Guardians fans at night because the past two years that they've played them in the playoffs, they've knocked the Guardians out or the Indians at that time, and they just kind of took the hope away for the Guardians. So this is one that maybe they can go into with a little chip on their shoulder and say, hey, we're a different team. This Yankees team might be stacked. They might be loaded with money, but we're going to do what we did all year and take care of business. Absolutely. I think we're getting hot at the right time when they've been cooling off a little bit, too. So maybe maybe it'll be different this time around. Yeah, but kind of going with the past theme, it hasn't been all sunshines and rainbows versus the Yankees this past year. The Guardians were 1-6 versus them during the regular season, getting swept in April and then winning only one out of four in August. The Yankees have the 15th highest batting average in the MLB at 241. They're an offense that everyone knows can produce, and that's especially with the home run ball. They were first in the MLB this year with 254, 62 of those coming from a single person, Aaron Judge. That is going to be a huge name that you hear about a lot in the upcoming week. Someone that's going to be covered vastly in this upcoming series and someone that is going to probably scare us a lot when we watch them this upcoming week. They're also first in walks, though, Ethan. They get on base. They had 620. That plays into their fourth-ranked OPS of 751. They can slug. They can get on base. But they were also 13th in strikeouts at 1,391. And the Guardians pitching staff, we saw what they like to do, Ethan. They like to strike people out. Yeah, I mean, they struck out 20 today. Like you said, this Yankees offense is incredibly potent. It's absolutely ridiculous that... Aaron Judge accounts for over 20% of their home runs. I think some of those numbers might be slightly inflated a little bit in the sense that, let's be honest, Yankee Stadium is a small park really designed for these powerful right and left-handed hitters that can just shoot pooch shots over the porch. That being said, still a scary, scary lineup that you have to go through. I mean, Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, even though he's been pretty cold of late, a former MVP, a former guy who led the league in, in home runs also. And then just some, some nice pieces rounding it out, too, with Anthony Rizzo, now that he's back, Clyber Torres, and DJ LeMayhew, all positive war players. Yes, so one point that I did want to bring up was that they have a very, very deep starting lineup. But we saw what the Guardians did with a very good starting lineup of the Tampa Bay Rays, especially a very good top three in their lineup, who the Guardians held to two for 28 in the past two games. That includes Yandy Diaz, Wander Franco, and Randy Rosarena. Those are some of the best on-base players in the MLB, especially Yandy Diaz, who Ethan said is an on-base machine. He didn't get on base a single time. The Guardians, I don't know if it was the game plan. I don't know if it was just strictly pitching and dominance with that. But they were able to, you know, really pitch around those guys and get outs. So 
if they can do something similar, maybe not exactly the same, a two for 28 versus the top guys in the Yankees order, they could at least give themselves a chance in this series to go up against the Bronx Bombers. Absolutely, and I think it's really going to come down to that starting pitching and seeing if they can execute that first time through the order. We saw that a lot of the times in this series, guys like Tristan McKenzie on the first way through going through Yandy Diaz, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarena, he only threw them fastballs, which then helped in the next at-bat when he could throw his curveball and it was a new look for them. So hopefully we're able to keep that trend going against Judge, Torres, Donaldson, all, all these guys, and really make it difficult for them, keep them on their toes. Yeah, and I'm sure that short porch is going to give us a couple hard attacks. It's bound to happen that the Yankees hit a couple out, but hopefully it's not too many, and hopefully it's not something that puts the Guardians out of the game. One thing that could put the Guardians out of the game, though, is the Yankees starting pitching. And we saw the Guardians obviously struggle a bit with scoring versus the Rays, who also have great pitching staff. They scored three, which won them the series, but it was literally off of two hits where they scored all of their runs. The Yankees have the third lowest ERA in all of baseball this past season of 3-3-0. Their starters have an ERA of 3-51, which was fourth in the MLB. Their relievers have an ERA of 2-97, which is third in the MLB. These guys can pitch, Ethan. They can't only mash, but they can pitch. And that's something that's scary and a bit concerning for the Guardians going into this series. Yeah, I think Garrett Cole is obviously an ace at the number one. He led the American League in strikeouts this year, set a Yankees record for strikeouts. Interestingly enough, and some of this is probably due to that home park factor like we mentioned, he also led the league in home runs allowed. So maybe Oscar Gonzalez, Josh Naylor can take advantage of that. But we know that nasty Nestor Cortez is going to do his funky delivery, funky arm angles, really keep us on our toes and probably give us problems. Those three and fours in their rotation, should we get there and should we see those guys of Jamison Talon, Luis Severino, they don't scare me as much, but we also know that their bullpen has had its moments, as such as the beginning of the year when Clay Holmes, once say it was through June, had an ERA plus of like 1,200, which is just... Like, that means he was, I want to say it's like 1,000% roughly better than the average pitcher in the MLB, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, for the first couple months of the season, he had an ERA of like 35, Ethan. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was not letting anything through, so. Yeah, exactly. The Guardians, if they want to be successful, they're not going to be able to wait to later innings to score. They're going to have to be able to get some runs off of someone like Garrett Cole or Nestor Cortez. They're going to have to be able to string together some hits just like they did in the regular season. You know, maybe get one or two going into those later innings where they're facing some Yankees relievers. But like you said, they do have a solid four-man rotation. I think, though, if they could take one of two in New York, that is a huge success. Whether it's coming in the first game versus Cole or the second game versus Nestor, I think for a successful winning series, you have to get out of there with at least one win. Because going back and trying to win three in a row would be almost near impossible to do it versus the Yankees. I I totally agree. And hopefully the baseball gods and the magic are on our side that we can get to Cole or Cortez. And then even if it is just that we have to manufacture runs playing a little small ball, as we kind of did in the regular season, as Tito has done in past postseasons. You need to come away with a win against one of those big hitters. And that would set us up great 
for the rest of the series, being that we would likely have Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie going on short rest from there out. Yeah, so we have two possible rotations here for you guys. Obviously, since the series ended today, they get a day off and not playing tomorrow. But going into the series, they still would be on short rest technically if they pitch Shane Bieber next Thursday. But the series goes like this. It starts on Tuesday. They have an off day on Wednesday. They play on Thursday. They have another off day on Friday. And then they play Saturday and Sunday in Cleveland, especially if that fourth game is necessary. But I think it's pretty much a lock for Cal Quantrill to start in the opening game this upcoming Tuesday. And then the big decision is, do they want to throw Shane Bieber on short rest on Thursday? Or do you give the ball to someone like Aaron Savale and give him his first postseason start? Yeah, well, one, I hope we don't give the ball to Aaron Savale. I would love to see Plezak start over him. And I would also love to see Cal Quantrill start at Progressive because we know that he is undefeated in 34 straight starts there. But I think, like you said, he's the guaranteed Game 1 opener for this series. I think if you take Game 1, you throw a Savale or a Plezak in Game 2, being that you want to come home with your aces, Bieber and Sticks, lined up, full rest, ready to go. That being said, if we do suffer the unfortunate faith of losing Game 1, I think Game 2 becomes a must-win. Like we said, you need to take one of them in New York. It would be really difficult to then go back in Game 5 after going 2-2 split and take it off them. So I think if that's the case, you, you throw Bieber and just hope that his arm's feeling good and that he can spin that slider like he did this past week. That's a really good point, just trying to balance out the wins with how you're going to rest these guys. Yeah, and I think, like you said, you definitely want to balance the wins. And I think something else that plays a fact into that is that if we know a guy like Sticks has had issues with a home run ball, we're going to try to avoid throwing him at Yankee Stadium. And I think Bieber doesn't really have that issue as much, but it also might be worth throwing the ace back home when we know that he's in a more favorable park and it's one pitch isn't going to just haunt or ruin his day. Right, and yeah, we've seen the home run ball kind of haunt Shane Bieber a bit this year, same with Tristan McKenzie. So it definitely could be beneficial to throw them back home and not in the Yankees' Little League stadium. But a little list here for you guys, we'll just name out the rotation. So a possible short rest rotation would be Cal Quantra on Tuesday, Shane Bieber on Thursday, Tristan Sticks McKenzie on Saturday, and possibly Aaron Savale on Sunday. A regular rest rotation would look like Cal Quantrill starting on Tuesday. So he's going to start on Tuesday. I have no doubt about that. But then Aaron Savale starting on Thursday, Bieber on Friday, Bieber on Saturday, and Sticks rounding out in a needed game four on Sunday. But, yeah, let's hope they can at least get one, and maybe they would even have the option then to pitch someone like Savale on Thursday and not have to throw their best starters on short rest. So, rounding out this episode, it's a quicker episode for you guys, we have our series predictions. Do you want to start off for us, Ethan, or should I hop in? You can go for it first. I'll I'll take a second. All right, so... Jack's not here today, so I'm going to play the optimistic person in our show. And I'm going to say the Guardians pull out of the series, winning it 3-2. to two. They go in, have an awesome game in Game 5 in Yankee Stadium. Miles Straw is just absolutely shoving it to all those Yankees fans who he had 
So much beef with back in April. I'm very excited to see him back in Yankee Stadium, by the way, in that first game on Tuesday. I'm sure he's going to get just rained and showered with boos because he called the Yankees fans the worst fans in all of baseball after they were throwing bottles and yelling obscenities at him, Stephen Kwan, and Oscar Mercado. But I think this team is just electric. After what they did with the Rays, after they held out for over 15 innings to finally score a run, they have heart, and that heart, I think, will put them through to the AL Championship Series. Yeah, I I would love for that to be the case. I, unfortunately, am not so not so optimistic, and I think I might take a little hate for this. I don't think we match up that well with the Yankees, given that they're a team that can mash, and we have trouble putting runs on the board. I think the Rays were a more favorable matchup for us, so I unfortunately think they're going to take the series 3-1. to one. But I really hope that these Guardians prove me wrong and that we make it through, because I don't want to out us here, but I think you and I both thought that the Astros were going to be the World Series favorites and both kind of had them winning it all, given that they were the best team in the AL this year. And I think should we make it through, we match up a lot better with them than the Yankees. But yeah, I just I, I hope we get there and I hope that the, the Guardians prove me wrong. No, I respect your realistic prediction with this because the Yankees, like we said, they can mash, they can pitch. So they're obviously going to big be a big barrier in the Guardians' way to getting to that AL Championship Series. But just after what we've seen all season, I have some hope. Maybe they can pull through. Maybe they can show the Yankees who is the better team and, you know, end Aaron Judge's historic season, which would be pretty comical to see as well. But for today, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you for coming and listening back to this quick episode. Thank you, Ethan, again for taking the time, giving us your awesome stats and just talking with us. Do you have any shout-outs, by the way? Yeah, of course, as always. Uh, Shout-out my boy Eli Morgan. He absolutely shoved today. He was getting fired up today. Shout-out Hog. Tarps off always. Dude's definitely got Riz. And then I'll say shout-out my boy Ishu's out there listening, hopefully. And shout-out Hutch, bro, because we did OPS over batting average today for him and per request. (laughs) But that's all we have for you guys today. Appreciate you guys listening, and hopefully we're coming back to a series preview for the ALCS. So as you guys always know it, stay hot, our friends. Peace. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Black Lions Beats on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Make sure you all go give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the hottest underscore take pod. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time.